0: The Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. Welcome to episode one sixty one on the murder of Shonda Share. Yikes! This one is not fun. Mm-mm. Not gonna be fun for anyone.
1: I don't know about it yet, but I can tell that I'm not gonna like it.
0: Yeah, it's a rough one. But before we get into all of this sadness, let's talk about some business, some happier times. Alrighty. So we have two new patrons that have joined us. So we want to say thank you to Heather and Justin. We appreciate you and we hope you're enjoying all of the new episodes that you have to listen to. We do indeed. So if you want to be cool like Heather and Justin and join our Patreon, you can. Real easy. Like uh, you can download the Patreon app search mystery history podcast there is a link in the show notes or if you go to our instagram we have a, a link to our linked t- link tree and you can click on there and it'll take you right to it um we will send you you can join our two dollar tier or a five dollar tier the only difference is three dollars <laughs> uh, uh it's it's pretty much the same thing the five dollar tier we just appreciate you way more by three dollars <laughs> Three dollars um, a month more. <laughs> yes. Uh so everybody gets a free sticker. You get all the episodes. We're at 149 right now. So you are about to get one hundred and fifty additional episodes. And this next um, one's
1: gonna be good.
0: Ooh, the last one was good too. The Heartless Dispatcher. We got some audio clips Ugh. in there. I mean, it was it was not good. It was yeah, it was bad, but it was good. Same, the topic. same about the upcoming <laughs> one too. <laughs> it was uh it was we did good uh, mm-hmm. about the tragedies that befall people. Um, Anyway, Heather actually suggested this episode. So thank you, Heather, for making me super sad while I was doing these notes. Um, but it is a good it's it, it's a good topic. Um, She is also an artist and she does really cool artwork. Uh, right now, she's doing a lot of Halloween stuff because it's the season. Every- Love
1: Halloween stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, every day should be Halloween, really. But uh, she's really pumping out the Halloween stuff and is pretty sweet. So you go follow her um, at underscore imperfect underscore arts underscore studio.
1: Mm, Incorrect. It's the underscore imperfect
0: underscore
1: arts underscore studio.
0: You're right. There's a I got you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry, Heather. Yes. So go and follow her. She has some awesome stuff. She does commissions, too. So if you want something, give that lady yeah, some money and get yourself something real nice. Uh, Episode suggestions. We yes. are, we're good until one month from now. Until we're not good. Until we're not good. And then we <laughs> need help. So send That's us right. what you got. Well, what do you want to hear? Heather can attest. We do what you say. So we do. give it to us. Uh, yep. you can send us an email at mystery pod at gmail.com if you're into that, or you can get us on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> We're there slacking. too. I've been slacking on there. Uh but you can follow <laughs> us there at Mr. History Pod and see some stuff. <laughs> Couple things. Couple things. The last thing we have to mention, and then business will be done, and we will go on to this crazy sad tale to depress you all on this Monday eve, is merch. We got it. You want it. I know you do. You can go to tpublic.com backslash stores backslash mystery dash history dash podcast, or you can go to our link tree on our website and click the link, and it'll be in the show notes. There is... or. Or, or There's that's it. Ways. I mean, yeah, you can, I, you, you can go to can the search. website and search for us. Yeah. You MHP. Can go, MHP. That's the first letter of each start of our name. MHP. <laughs> and they have nowadays a limited edition color. Raspberry sorbet. <laughs> What's that look like? Go check sor- it out. <laughs> sorbet. And that's what. Uh, yeah, that's fancy. Yeah. What- isn't that what Prince was singing about?
1: Uh, no, it's Raspberry Beret. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, the color that you can buy is probably the same color of that beret. But it's only probably. available while supplies last. And it's like what I would call raspberry. I yeah. That's how I would describe it.
1: I just looked up raspberry sorbet like it was going to show me the color, but it's just showing me a bunch of raspberry sorbets.
0: Does it look delicious? It does. (laughs) I like a good sorbet from time to time.
1: I do too. And yes, that is what color I thought it was going to be. So.
0: It's not, it's not dull like a raspberry sorbet ice cream. It's more bright. Like vibrant,
1: vibrant pink. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Anyway, that's all the business we have, my friends. We it appreciate is. you every day of our lives. We do. And here we are to ruin it with the murder of Shonda Sher. So why don't you go ahead and get us started?
1: Okay. Shonda Sher was born on June 6, 1979 to Stephen and Jacques Scher in Pineville, Kentucky. She had an older half-sister, Paige. After her parents divorced, she moved with her mother to Louisville, Kentucky, and attended 5th and 6th grade at St. Paul School, where she was on the cheerleading squad and on volleyball and softball teams. In 1991, Jacques divorced her husband again, and they moved to New Albany, Indiana, so Shonda could be closer to her 19-year-old sister Paige, along with her father and stepmother. Shonda enrolled at Hazelwood Middle School, but after she started receiving threats from one of her peers, she transferred to Our Lady of Perpetual Help School in New Albany.
0: Yeah. Threats? Threats. So something, people just don't like this girl, and I think she's cute as a button. She looks so cute. She looks like somebody we went to high school with. Yeah, we would be friends with her, for sure.
1: Well, I mean, like, I'm thinking of a specific person. (laughs) Were you not friends with her? I wasn't not friends with her.
0: Did you threaten her?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying she looks like her, and she's like okay. cute, and I she can't imagine cute.
0: being mean to somebody like that. No, no, mm-hmm. I agree. And I would, I would say her mother's name Jackie. Here's the thing. That's the way I was version... reading
1: that. It is Jackie, and you know what happened is I was reading these and was not actually um, fully paying attention, and I th- read Stephen and was like, name, and then I read looked at that word, and I was like, okay, this is the dad, Jacques. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for the first time ever, I'm schooling you on how to say words, and I am living for it. Living like for the it. white trash version would be Jackie. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I would say that. I don't know. You never know. You
1: are, you are actually correct. So Good. from here on out, we're going to say Jackie. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, in
0: 1990, a very attractive girl named Melinda Lovelace, and she was attractive, started dating another girl named Amanda Heverin. After Melinda's abusive father separated from her mother, Melinda's behavior started to worsen. She got into fights and suffered from depression. She went to counseling for it. Um, In 1991, she came out as a lesbian to her mother, who at first was not very happy. Eventually, though, her mom did accept it. But Melinda's relationship with Amanda went downhill throughout the year. So wasn't a fan. Now she's okay with it. Her and Amanda are dating, but it's not going good.
1: This is like out of left field, right?
0: What do you mean? That she's a a lesbian or just... That little little story part, we were just talking
1: about other people and now we're talking about new people? Yeah. So we already got...
0: As of right now, unrelated
1: to one another.
0: Correct. As of right now in 1990.
1: Okay. And in 1991. So far. Okay. So cool. Shonda was extremely nervous about starting at Our Lady of Perpetual Help. However, she started making friends soon. She joined the basketball team there. One of her new friends wanted to break up with her boyfriend and sent Shonda to return a piece of jewelry he had given her. The boyfriend got angry at Shonda and started yelling at her that it wasn't Shonda's place to return the jewelry. Amanda, as you remember, who was dating Melinda, was the cousin of the boyfriend. And attacked Shonda, thinking she was bullying him. Mm-hmm. Dang. hmm
0: See, it's starting to come together.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shonda tried to defend herself, but was beaten up by Amanda.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That is so sad.
0: Right. So Shonda's mother was surprised to learn her daughter had gotten into a fight. But when Shonda came home, she sympathized with her. Amanda and Shonda were put in detention together and actually ended up becoming friends because they didn't have anything else to do. So they probably were talking Mm -hmm. Amanda. She was still dating Melinda and had complained about Shonda previously. When Amanda told Melinda that she was now best friends, not just friends, best friends with Shonda, Melinda was shocked and was pissed. Amanda became obsessed with Shonda and talked about her a lot Uh uh-oh yes melinda grew jealous of the relationship that amanda and shonda had in early october amanda and shonda attended a school dance where melinda found them together and confronted them although amanda and melinda never officially broke up melinda began dating an older girl okay
1: Trying to see where the story is going to go, and I haven't figured it out yet. You would never guess it, because it's insanity. Well, so far, it just seems like things are like... This is like, like a Lifetime and movie. And
0: movie. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it's going to Later... be like a Lifetime movie at the end, where it's like, holy shit.
1: That oh, can't no. be real. Yes. Later that month, Amanda and Shonda had attended a festival together melinda started discussing killing shonda and threatening her in public okay well first of all why you care beach you got a new girlfriend like Mm -hmm. go do you boo right get over it i don't like that (laughs) concerned for shonda's safety shonda's mother arranged for her to be transferred to a catholic school in late november and the girls began to drift apart by december so that's good January 10th, 1992, Tony Lawrence, who was 15, Hope Rippy, who was also 15, and Lori Tackett, 17, drove in Lori's car from Madison to Melinda Lovelace's house in New Albany. Tony was a friend of Lori's, but had never met Melinda and Melinda's 16. Hope had met Melinda and they had gotten along. When they arrived, Melinda showed them a knife and told them that she was going to scare Shonda, who was 12, with it. Only Melinda had ever met Shonda, so none of these other people knew Shonda at all. Melinda had told the girls that she hated Shonda for playing copycat and stealing her girlfriend. This
0: girl's 12. She's 12. What? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important the ages here to remember. So 16, how old Melinda is versus a 12 year old. That's, that's crazy and not fair. Yeah. And all these girls are freaking young. Not only is is Amanda, I think she is. I think she is twelve, also twelve or thirteen.
1: So, what is creepy, Melinda, doing dating a thirteen or twelve year old? Right. She was beautiful. I know, Ugh. Amanda. Yeah, both of them. Everybody's beautiful, and Melinda. All the <laughs> all of the people. Well, if they're beautiful, why don't I have pictures? Oh, I do, don't I? Down yeah. lower, mm-hmm. down
0: lower, down lower not good pictures <laughs> No, they're not so beautiful here but uh you know that's what happens
1: huh. well this is just ridiculous i know yeah. like that's not a big age difference when you're older but when you're teenagers that's huge oh yeah oh yeah big time. like there's just a no baby. way yeah it's not right <laughs> no
0: laurie and hope drove the four girls to jeffersonville indiana where shonda lived and they stopped at a mcdonald's on the way to ask for directions they arrived at shonda's house shortly before dark melinda told hope and tony to go to the door and introduce themselves as friends of amanda they should invite shonda to come to amanda's who's waiting for them at the witch's castle which was an isolated stone house also known as mistletoe falls located on a like desolate hill overlooking the Ohio river. So nothing was around it. Shonda who was 12 said she couldn't go because her parents were still awake and told the girls to come back around midnight. Melinda was angry, but hope and Tony assured her that they would come back for her later. So the four girls crossed the river to Louisville, Kentucky and went to a punk rock concert at the Autobahn skate park near Interstate 65. Tony and Hope became bored of the music and walked to a parking lot outside where they found two boys to have sex with in Lori's car. I mean, these kids are wild.
1: They're 15. They're fifty, they're wild. This
0: is wild. What is
1: happening?
0: <laughs> these kids <laughs>
1: are wild.
0: And one of them was driving around and they were 15. No, uh, Lori was 17. Right, so but it
1: says Lori and Hope drove the four girls to Jeffersonville. I read that as Hope was also driving, and Hope's only 15.
0: Yeah, that's true. Who knows? They probably did all kinds of stupid They probably shit.
1: did. That is ridiculous. Man, Pretty 90s.
0: sure I've been
1: to the... If it's the same skate park that's still in Louisville, I've been to the skate park.
0: <laughs> really? Sounds pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I drove my brother... And some of his friends down there with Melissa, I think, one time. And we, like, swam in the fountains at, like, two in the morning. (laughs) It's fun. It was a good trip. How can you get bored at a punk rock show? You're not doing it right. I don't know. Yeah, what's your problem, ladies? (laughs) That's weird. Afterward, they left the skate park and headed back to Shonda's house. During the drive, Melinda said that she couldn't wait to kill Shonda. She also said that she found Shonda attractive and that she really wanted to have sex with her and was only going to use the knife to scare her. Either way, what's either, happening? Yeah, <laughs> so you're either going to rape
0: her or kill her. Mm.
1: And you're like saying this to your friends,
0: and they're and like, your "Okay." Friends are
1: like, All right. "Yeah, cool. let's go road trip. That sounds like a great time." What? And she's 12! They were talking about a 12-year-old. Oh my gosh. They arrived at Shonda's house at 12.30 a.m., but Tony refused to go get her. Lori and Hope went to the door while Melinda hid under a blanket in the backseat of the car with a dull knife. Like a kitchen knife? Like that kind of dull?
0: Yeah, like, not sharp.
1: Okay. Okay. (laughs) See, I mean, what's going to (laughs) happen? Like, what is going to happen here? Anyways, Matt. proceed. Mm-hmm. I need to know.
0: This is Shonda, awful. Shonda was reluctant to go with the girls, as you would be. That's weird, right? Somebody coming to your house and being like, I know Amanda, come with me. Like,
1: yeah, no. that's like um rule one oh one of
0: childhood. Like, don't go with strangers, they don't know your mom. Right. <laughs> like or, no. I mean, it was harder back in the day because they didn't have like cell phones. I know you're, I you're calling like, Amanda.
1: Yeah, I would. I would too. Just like, hey, uh, who are these girls that showed up over here? Yeah, that's weird. Definitely not sneaking out either. Like, not only would I not do- go in daylight, yeah. <laughs> but I definitely wouldn't go at twelve thirty when my mom was not gonna know I'm
0: even gone. And no. you're twelve. I don't feel like I started getting like crazy until I was like sixteen. You, I snuck out when I was like 12, I think,
1: (laughs) but I didn't go anywhere. It was just to sneak out with like Nick and Steve,
0: and just as you remember Nick and Steve, yeah, we were literally
1: standing next to my apartment this one night. When Steve's mom saw us, she you know, they lived behind our apartment building and in another like double. And she saw him out her back door over at my house, and she came over, had to walk around the fenced area and ripped two cigarettes out from behind his ears <laughs> and like oh. dragged him home by his ear. It was so good. Also, I was terrified. <laughs> he was a small boy. No, this was Nick. That Steve was oh. small. Yeah. I was like oh my word but I never got caught and I again didn't go anywhere I literally would stand next to my house and then go back inside right you so a wild
0: woman I know I was crazy <laughs> so hope began talking about her relationship with Amanda like hope was talking about Shonda and Amanda together Just to Hmm. annoy Melinda, who was still hiding in the back seat. So she was just kind of dumping fuel on this fire that was burning. Melinda eventually had enough of the talking, and she sprung from the back seat and put the knife to Shonda's throat. She then began to question her about her sexual relationship with Amanda, and they continued to drive toward the witch's castle. Oh, my gosh. How terrifying for an adult. Let alone a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old. Once they arrived, they took Shonda, who was scared to death, and brought her into the castle. They had bound her arms and legs with rope. What are they doing? They taunted her, saying she had pretty hair, and then threatened to cut it all off. Melinda then began to take off Shonda's rings and hand them to each of the girls. Hope then took, this is like just the epitome of how young she <gasps> is. Hope then took Shonda's Mickey Mouse watch and danced to the tune it played. So she had a Mickey I Mouse watch. I
1: had one of those watches. When you're 12, you do.
0: My you gosh, do. She
1: is she's a baby. And they were like questioning her about her sexual relationship
0: mm-hmm. at 12. Well, and I don't know... I know that her and Amanda were best friends and they did go to a dance together, but we went to all kinds of dances together. And yeah, it wasn't and sexual. it doesn't
1: say they had a relationship like that. Right.
0: Hmm. I think it was just jealousy that Amanda was the spending more time 16-year-old. with her. Wow. Um, wow. That is just crazy.
1: Lori was sick of the kids' games and started describing the dungeon to Shonda, telling her it was filled with human remains and that hers would be next. Lori went back to the car with Tony to grab Shonda's favorite smiley face sweater, brought it back, and lit it on fire in front of Shonda. They started to worry someone spotted the fire driving by, so they all got back in the car and started driving. Man, I keep expecting, like... What's going to happen to happen? And then they like leave the scene of where I think it's going to happen. I'm like, oh, she had a knife. Oh, it's dull. Oh, they're at a witch's castle. She's going to fall off of it. Now they're leaving the witch's castle. Like what's what is happening?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Keep thinking she's going to be safe, but no. Yeah. Shonda begged them to take her home, but it was met with more taunts. Tony laughed in what was described as her devil laugh, which sounds terrifying, Uh, melinda ordered shonda to take off her bra and gave it to hope who took off her own bra and replaced it with shonda while she was driving the car so she was driving and she wasn't old enough Mm -hmm. after that they became lost again which is such a girl thing like (laughs) i get that on so many levels but you can't even like get to where you're going when you're trying to murder someone you have to ask for directions they're idiots they are. <laughs> they they finally arrived at the edge of the woods near Lori's home in Madison, Indiana. So they were in Louisville. They no, a, they were they were in Louisville at a punk show before they went and got Shonda. Then in
1: Indiana. Yes. So this is like the Indiana part that's like really close to Ohio and Kentucky. Yeah i wonder how far away that is still anyways okay that threw me off that they were in indiana Lori led the group near a dump off on a logging road in a dense forested area tony and hope were scared and they stayed in the car melinda and Lori made shonda take off her clothes and proceeded to punch her repeatedly Melinda kneed Shonda in the face so many times and she started to bleed heavily from her mouth. The girls tried to slit Shonda's throat, but the knife was too dull. Oh my God.
0: Ugh. Yeah.
1: So they took turns stabbing Shonda in the chest. They strangled her with a rope until she became unconscious. They placed her in the trunk of the car and told the other two girls she was dead.
0: What? is happening it i feel like it was a slow burn but then it escalated so quickly
1: yeah and it doesn't i didn't think that
0: all these girls like thought they were actually gonna kill her no and i think that that's why the other two stayed in the car because they started getting like scared that this was really a thing that they wanted to do and then lori's like lori came out of left field yeah 'Cause she didn't want to go get her. Yeah.
1: So what is happening? Why did that switch like that? I don't know. And Lori's the seventeen year old, right? Yeah, yeah she's the she yeah. is. It's her car. She killed a twelve year old. hmm. Like what in the world? That's awful.
0: Yeah. So the girls drove to Lori's nearby home and went inside to drink soda and clean themselves up. They didn't realize that Shonda was screaming in the trunk, still alive. Lori went out with a paring knife and stabbed her several more times, coming back a few minutes later covered in blood. (laughs) What in the
1: hell? Did Lori, like, just have a complete mental break at this point? Like,
0: what is going on with her? I don't know if it was just, like... (sighs) I don't know. I don't know if it's just like that pack mentality that you get into, I, but she did that by herself. I, I don't know. Maybe she just wanted her to stop because they were at her house.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. But even the pack mentality, like the other two didn't involve themselves in the action. Mm. So it's not like she would have been the odd man out
0: if she didn't. But if you wanted to kill someone, you wouldn't take a paring knife. You would take a freaking kitchen knife like Michael Myers. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, At 2.30 a.m., Tony and Hope stayed behind as Lori and Melinda went for a drive on some country roads, driving to a nearby town of Cannon. Shonda continued to make crying and gurgling noises, so Lori stopped the car. When they opened the trunk, Shonda uh, sat up, covered in her own blood, with her eyes rolled back, not able to speak. Lori beat her with a tire iron until she became silent. Then Melinda beat her and sodomized her with it because she's naked. What the hell? Right. it just, is wrong with these kids? They're kids. I know. I know. You keep forgetting that they're freaking kids because of the depravity of this, but they're children. They're insane. They are. And Lori didn't even know her. Didn't no. even know this
1: smaller child at all and is in on the situation what
0: <laughs> when Lori and Melinda returned to the other two girls they laughed as they described the torture and Melinda showed Hope and Tony the bloody trunk with Shonda's body in it okay the conversation
1: woke up Lori's mom who asked the girls if they wanted breakfast. But Lori told her that she needed to take the girls home. So they had, like, cleaned themselves all up at this point. Right. Right. But they still had
0: a mess in the freaking trunk and a body.
1: Yeah. That's weird. They drove to a burn pile where they opened the trunk to further torment Shonda after they realized she was still alive. Oh, my God. A terrified Tony refused to partake in this situation. Hope poured Windex on Shonda, telling her, You're not looking so hot now, are you? However, Melinda didn't like Hope's method of torturing Shonda and made her stop. After this, the girls thought she was dead again. From just pouring Windex on her?
0: They're idiots. They're idiots. What's
1: happening? And how the girls, tough is
0: this girl? Like, how tough is this? How is poor she? Shonda? Yeah. How is she
1: surviving all of this? And it's like hours are going by. Mm mm-hmm. This poor girl. She's such a. She's a baby. She's a little girl. hmm. And didn't do anything. No. The girls drove to a gas station near Madison Consolidated High School pumped some gas into the car, and brought a two liter of Pepsi. The girls drank the Pepsi and replaced it with gas. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. They drove to Madison to a place known by Hope. Tony remained in the car while Lori and Hope wrapped Shonda, who was still alive, in a blanket and carried her in a field by the gravel road. As Shonda was only able to whimper, Mommy.
0: Oh my god. Ugh. That's heart wrenching
1: hope poured gasoline over shonda and either laurie or melinda set shonda on fire while she's still alive
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they drove off but belinda melinda was not convinced that shonda was dead so they returned a few minutes later to pour the rest of the gasoline on her shonda's body then completely
0: burned oh this poor baby awful awful the girls left the burning body and they decided that they were hungry and went to McDonald's for breakfast. So you just burned someone alive and you're hungry. They laughed as they compared their sausage breakfast to Shonda's burnt corpse.
1: I just want to know who out of this four four-girl group is the snitch that like gave all the details and also admitted all the, the badges she did too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll we'll get we going to find
1: out. OK, we are. We like, are. I need to know who's who is the one that like gave mm-hmm. all the insight
0: here because not a one of them comes out looking clean. They've all oh, done no. something bad and said it Ugh. later oh that morning on January 11th, 1992, two brothers from Cannes, Indiana, were driving toward Jefferson Proving Ground to go hunting. Then they noticed a body on the side of the road. They called the police at 10 55 a.m. and were asked to return the corpse. So I don't know if they put it in their trunk and then returned it. I don't know. That part was kind of weird and I don't know what, what they exactly probably happened. did put it in their trunk. Right. I, I would assume if they're hunting, they're, you know, they were trying to return it to somebody who could help. But they, but like, were... why would you do that though? I don't know. I don't know how desolate it is. I, I don't know. Maybe they thought that nobody would find it. I don't know. They were, <laughs> they were trying yeah. to be helpful. They were trying to be helpful. Yeah, well, <laughs> read a book, but, boys. Yeah, not the move. Um. <laughs> but they returned it. The police began collecting forensic evidence and were led to believe it was the result of a drug deal gone wrong. But they aren't going to need any of this evidence. They're not going to need it.
1: They found a 12-year-old body and they thought it was a drug deal
0: gone wrong? Wife what is going it? on in Indiana, ma'am? Well, I think it had been burnt so bad they didn't It would still be small. It would still be small. Well, I mean, on the side of the road, what are you going to do? They could have been a little person. They like to do drugs, too, sometimes. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you're not (laughs) wrong, but still. Don't be discriminatory. (laughs) I don't know about
1: that. (laughs) I'm not buying it. I feel like they weren't paying attention. Steve Scherer noticed his daughter was missing early on the 11th of January. Oh my gosh, that would be so horrible. Mm-hmm. After spending hours calling friends, family, and neighbors, he called his ex-wife Shonda's mother at 1.45 p.m. A little late, Steve. Yeah. You better call mom, like, the early on. <laughs> Yeah, I'd been pissed. There, I would have been really mad. Like, oh, did you just lose her about 30 minutes ago? Right. <laughs> because if it's any longer than that, oh my gosh. Yeah, not not soon enough, he called his ex-wife, Sean's mother. They met at the police station and filed a missing person report with the Clark County Sheriff. Melinda, K- Melinda of all people, couldn't keep silent about the murder and ended up confessing to Amanda And another friend what they had done. They had to promise to keep their mouth shut.
0: Mm. Amanda, what kind of friend are you? Right. Whenever that was supposed to be your bestie.
1: And you just are like, okay, I won't tell anyone. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. But she didn't. At 8.20 p.m., Tony Lawrence who was hysterical went to the Jefferson County Sheriff's office with her parents and gave a statement identifying the victim of Shonda share and naming the three other girls involved as best she could describing the events of the previous night. Tony's statement provided the bulk of the evidence for the arrest warrant that was issued. And some things that I was reading say that hope also went to the police at about the same time, but I don't know. I don't know. She did a lot. (laughs) She did do a lot. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, Tony's the only one that makes sense because
1: she didn't physically get out and participate. Uh Uh-huh. But. But all of
0: them helped (laughs) roll her Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. She's, I mean, she's still got to get in trouble, right? But she seems like the most likely to
0: say that this is what happened or whatever. Well, and she probably told her parents and her parents were like, we are going uh, to the police right now. Yeah, immediately. Um,
1: I still, like, Amanda, does she get in any trouble? We're going to find out momentarily,
0: probably. she. She's probably not going to get in trouble. Uh-uh. No, she doesn't. She, spoiler alert, she does not. And we don't talk about her really anymore. What a terrible friend. Uh,
1: what a awful. terrible person. Why this girl's your friend and she's a little kid. Like, you're just going to keep that inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, and I no. would be worried
0: that would be me next. Like, Oh if yeah. Would, if Melinda is so in love with her, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I would have some
1: serious concerns. That's for sure. And Amanda probably knew her parents, like Shonda's parents. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. That's what I can't get. I cannot imagine like knowing the person, and then also knowing the family that is like missing her and right. scared, right? And not saying anything, just letting that go. I don't know, that's terrible. All four girls were charged as adults. Good to avoid the death penalty. The girls accepted plea deals. All four girls had a difficult background and claimed to have been victims of sexual or physical abuse, they had a history of self harm and depression. Lori had been previously diagnosed with a borderline personality disorder. You don't F and say. Right. You don't F and say. <laughs> we could have guessed it. Right? Okay, well, that clears some of that up. Like, what the heck? In exchange for her cooperation, Tony Lawrence was allowed to plead guilty to one count of criminal confinement and was sentenced to a maximum of 20 years.
0: So she still really got, I mean, 20 years is She'd- a long time.
1: Yeah, she actually does 20 years though. It's a max of 20 years. And I feel like she didn't stop it. She should be in big trouble. Lori and Melinda were sentenced to six years in an Indiana women's prison, which I
0: hear those are rough. (laughs) Oh, I wouldn't want to. Women are mean as hell. Yeah, but I
1: hear like Indiana (laughs) in particular
0: has a rough (laughs) prison
1: system for women. Um, but yeah, that wouldn't be the place for me either. Anyways. Um, yeah, 60 years. And that was in Indianapolis. Hope was, hope was sentenced to 60 years with 10 years suspended for mitigating circumstances. Plus 10 years of medium supervision probation. And What's I don't really, really know what suspended for mitigating
0: circumstances. Does that mean that she didn't go to prison for 10 years? I think 10 of the 60 were suspended, so she only got essentially 50 and then she got 10 medium supervision probation after she would get out. I think is how that works.
1: Okay, that's weird. On appeals, a judge reduced the sentence to 35 years. Okay. Can you Ugh. tell me who's who in this? Oh, it's I, I would me. love never to, mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah well and and what i don't get we'll share this mugshot that i have of all four of the girls it's got melinda Lori, hope and tony and tony is at the bottom right why she's is she smiling, smiling like that like the freaking joker man and she's the one that confessed i don't know melinda is... is also smiling well she's nuts which i get but the other two girls look pissed <laughs> they look super pissed but why
1: does Tony look like she's in her like ninth grade school picture right they so does Melinda removed. both of them yeah, Ew, yeah. Uh...
0: so I don't know but this is really going to piss you off okay oh, so great. Tony was released on the 4th of December in 2000 after serving 9 years she remained on parole until December 20 20- 2002 so she only had two years of probation after she murdered helped murder someone she was the whistleblower okay. but still um that doesn't' you're, you're gonna be pissed about all of it hope was released from Indiana's women prison on April 28 2006 after only serving 14 years of her sentence she remained mm-hmm. on supervised parole for five years. Lori Tackett was given early release in 2018 after serving 16 years and Melinda Loveless was released in 2019. So just a hop, skip and a jump ago after serving 17 years. So not a one completed their full sentence. Now Melinda and I'll let you read this next part, but Melinda, she learned how to train service dogs for the disabled and there is a cool story, but yeah, like nobody, nobody really got anything out of that. So you could murder somebody. Serve they didn't even years. do like one third of their sentence. No, what's the point? What's the point of giving a 60 year sentence just to sound good and then let them out at 17 years?
1: Yeah, what is that?
0: What's, what's the point? I don't know.
1: And did they get it lighter because they were still under 18? I says they got tried as adults, but like, did they lessen it after the fact and say like, oh, never mind, you're not. I mean, and I really hope they got some good rehabilitation while they were in the prison system, because that is not long enough to serve for murdering someone in cold blood.
0: That is a child. Right. Well, in, you know, they're all out there. I know we should probably shut up, and we we are close to Indiana. <laughs> no, what?
1: This is crazy. I mean, I hope that they got rehabilitated well because, yeah, it's that like you said, they had like a hard life beforehand.
0: But what? What? growing growing up in prison, a woman's prison, would probably not rehabilitate anyone. To be honest, I mean, you're just going to learn bad shit like more bad shit (laughs) yeah but i don't know i this is ridiculous and they
1: were also close to adult age so to Uh get like such a reduced situation like if a actual grown-up like a 20 year old did that would they be treated the same way and get 17 years
0: well and what she was 16 at the time so she's what what does that mean
1: like how old is she right now is that what you're asking
0: yeah so she's like our age right like a few years like let's see
1: she's like our age (laughs) like exactly our age yeah
0: yeah
1: wait she can't be exactly our age she
0: was minus three so she was born in 1976 so 1976 no not even close 47 years older than us Yeah, i was like not even close i was like
1: i wasn't 16 in 1991 but
0: but she was still like all these girls though are still young enough at 47 to be out of prison and have a freaking life like you have enough time yeah
1: for sure you definitely do that's why i'm like they got that because they were kids they got this reduced situation because they were under 18 right like that has to be it
0: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're letting out all kinds of murderers and we just need to be afraid of everyone. I don't know.
1: I don't like it. That's ridiculous. I don't like it either. That's not enough time for that situation.
0: Right. Well, let's let's talk about the silver lining. This is kind of giving you a little bit of something to feel good about at the end here.
1: All right. In January 2009, a scholarship fund was set up in Shonda Sherer's name. In 2012, Melinda's job in prison was to train service dogs for the disabled for ICANN. Jackie, Shonda's mother, wanted nothing to do with her daughter's killers and wanted them all to just serve their sentences. She always told everyone that if you wanted to see a person who had absolutely nothing inside of them to look at Melinda Loveless. Damn. Yeah, a burn victim, Charlie Patrizo, who had received a dog that Melinda had trained, provided a video to Jackie and convinced her to watch it. Jackie saw a changed woman, someone who was almost reborn. Well, that makes me feel a lot better.
0: I mean, about the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, if the mother of the person, the kid. That was murdered by this lady to say that she sees, like, a rehabilitated human. That's what I mean. (laughs) Like, that makes me feel better about it. But dang, that is a good silver lining.
0: read Because I can't
1: imagine. Well, I just want to say I can't imagine ever Mm -mm. looking at the person that killed my baby and being like, they look reborn. (laughs) Yeah. No. Jackie decided to donate a puppy to ICANN and let Melinda train it. Jackie had named the puppy Angel, and Melinda said she is training her in honor of Shonda. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet.
0: Yeah. That <laughs> is heartwarming. And, uh, like, kudos to Jackie. because Good you're for Jackie.
1: Right. I could, like, it just doesn't, Mm-mm. from this end of it, it doesn't feel like something I could ever do. She's no. very strong. <laughs>
0: The only, yeah, the only silver lining for me with her getting out after seventeen years is now I can kill her myself. You know what I mean? Like, as <laughs> yeah, sad as that is to say, I, I just, it would be so difficult. Every, everything. Watching this person grow up, even though they're in the prison system, mm-hmm. she never got to see her daughter grow up, and like that's awful. And, and then to name her Angel, the puppy, like that's just what a probably healing thing yeah more so for jackie i hope to be able to let that go and just right yeah i feel that way about it just
1: the idea of like charlie being able to convince jackie to even watch a video Mm -hmm. of her that's a lot to be able to do that
0: and he was a burn victim like Mm -hmm. shonda was burnt alive so Mm -hmm. there's just you know it he felt that's why he wanted to push so hard because he was a burn victim and he knew about Shonda and how she was burnt and everything. So, I mean, yeah, what, what a good guy trying to heal two people really mm-hmm. from yeah. his tragedy that he had to, to deal with. Man. uh that was all over the place. It was. And it was so nuts. And for no reason,
1: no reason.
0: Oh they know. weren't even dating. They were just friends. Even if they were, that's not a reason. <laughs> well, no. I know, but like but, that's really like...
1: But you yeah, know, like super, super no-, no motive. There's no motive yeah. there. Like, what are you jealous of?
0: Right. It wasn't a crime of passion is what I was meaning. Like, it was just... You're just jealous. You're a jealous 16-year-old.
1: Yeah, and it's just weird. I mean... Looking at Melinda's picture too, like her mugshot, she just looks like a normal kid. Like mm-hmm. usually you can see something in the eyes, you know? Yeah. I don't really see anything in her face, but like she's cold. She was like cold blooded then. Like that is wild.
0: Well, there's some other ones. There's some other pictures of oh, her. where
1: she does not look like
0: where a you little bright aid child, yeah, you can see she kind of has got, you know how I like sharks and jaws. It's like, uh-huh. it's like her eyes are really eyes. dark. Yeah, yeah. So I could see it, but I mean, you'd never think that that would be what happened. Yeah, and she's—I don't know—that's just awful. It is. It's nuts. So. Let me cite my sources. I went yeah. to joewiki.fandom.com, wave3.com, and allthat'sinteresting.com to get this information. So thank you, Heather, for suggesting this crazy sad story. <laughs> close um, to home story. Yeah, close to home. And uh, yeah, so we hope you enjoyed episode 161 on the murder of Shonda Cher. We hope that you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.